Hello there, this is Greg Aiden for another episode of Servant Leadership. And today I have the extreme pleasure of interviewing and spending some time with Janet Gerhard. Janet, how are you today? I am very well, Greg. Thank you so much for asking yourself. I'm doing well. Well, tell us a little bit about what you do, how you do it. But I'd like to, on my show, I'd like to get right into the why, uh, why you do what you do. Give us a little background and let's jump into some of our, for, uh, some of our favorite topics. Oh, absolutely, Greg. And certainly from an introduction perspective, it is so nice to have an opportunity to spend time with you. You and I have already talked about a lot of the work that I've been doing around curiosity. And if I think about my why, my why right now is about I try to inspire or on occasion scare individuals and organizations into risking change. And I think something that struck me years ago was this idea that if you don't like change, you're gonna really hate irrelevance. And it was General Shinzitsky, I think that said that, I may or may not be pronouncing his name right. But if I think about the why, in working with organizations today, especially their leaders, one of the things that I often see missing is how are we fostering and nurturing curiosity inside of our organizations in order to help us with that change. So most of the work I do today is around innovation, it's around engagement, it's around how we continue to improve in performance. Where do you see some of the, the challenges in working with organizations and those that don't want to change, but obviously they're hiring you to help them change. So where do you see some of the difficulties in the organizations you work with and, and why they may be hesitant to making some changes? Well, it's kind of, there's like this conflict, if you will, in organizations. When you look at and you see the research that talks about what most organizations are trying to achieve, what you see from CEOs around the globe is we need to look for individuals who are creative inside of our organizations. We recognize the need to innovate. The pace of change is so prevalent today that if we don't get disrupted, we will be disrupted. So how do we make sure that we're the ones that are leading that? But on the flip side of that, Greg, you see organizations struggling with how do we open up our leaders to allow for risk taking? How can we allow for failure? How can we recognize that if we want to drive creativity, we have to make it safe for us mm -hmm. to fail? So I think there's a lot of processes in place, whether they're known or just a cultural relic, a lot of organizations are still trying to overcome that. So I think that's where I come in and working with a business partner, we try to just open organizations eyes to what's getting in their own way. Right. What, so when you ask the question, as I do in my in my firm, when you say what is getting in your way, obviously, we're asking them to accept where they are, become aware of where they are today. What do you hear? from some of these leaders you work with and are getting in their way, other than COVID? Uh, I will offer you, they articulate it in a couple of different ways. Um, one of them is process oriented. Uh, one of them is about the speed of the business. Hmm. The thing they don't articulate as well, but we all can recognize is that as human beings, we're programmed to look for the easiest, fastest, simplest solution. So as we think about the habits that we've created, the habits that we've created as leaders oftentimes put us into a position where instead of staying curious just that little bit longer, we potentially find ourselves like providing direction, giving advice, making recommendations. So I think there is an undercurrent 
that as leaders and as organizations, we should have the answer. And so how do we make it safe for you to say, you know what, I'm not sure that I know the right answer, or maybe I'm even solving for the wrong problem right now, because I haven't gotten curious enough in regards to what truly are the issues inside the business. So you're saying that the person that's leading the organization, him or her, should be more curious. And am I also hearing you suggest that the leaders should ask their followers to become more curious? Help, help me out there. Absolutely. So as I think about across the board from a cultural perspective, if I look at, and so this is where it all came from, Greg, like 10 years ago, I was put in a position where I started working with organizations who were looking to transform. Mm -hmm. And what they were looking to transform at the time was about how do they create a differentiated experience for their customers? From a hypothesis perspective, I started to identify that those individuals and those organizations that were able to drive change faster seemed to be more curious than their peers. Mm. And so that actually started me on like a 10 year journey, which is where I am today in understanding like how do we measure curiosity? How do we identify it? How do we talk about it as a skill versus a personality trait? So as I think about like that undercurrent, um, it's both a culture, if I think about the broad brand level, but there's also the climate that leaders create. And so from a leadership perspective, if you're not leading and going back to how you show up in regards to servant leadership, you have to be looking for your teams as what can I do for you? But then you also need to be asking like, what are you doing for the customers that we serve as well? So, I mean, I think it all just kind of comes full circle in regards to are we able to change? And on that topic, you know, most people talk about like change efforts fail. And it's like, it's not really true. It's not like a yes, no, right? Like they have moderate success, most of them, but uh, how do we have more success? And I think those individuals and those organizations who are willing to experiment are able to drive change at a faster rate. So you're introducing the possibility of becoming more curious would help you become more successful. At a very least, it might help you understand change and create change. So talk to me a little bit about the point you brought up earlier is, 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 is curiosity a, a behavioral trait? And or how does it become a skill? I come from a background of loyalty and engagement and the expectation there is let's take what we have and work on making it better so as i think about this skill if you will there's none of us that would say like we are not curious like you think about even in our children right you have younger children than i do mine are a little bit older mine are teenagers they don't ask as many questions because they can either ask their friends or they can look it up on the internet but you're absolutely right those of us with toddlers remember the days of getting asked why thousands of times. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the research in the K to 12 environment, what you see is that, especially in North America, we have the tendency to push information out versus how do we get people to get curious about the information received? And so there's a ton of environmental factors that have showed that curiosity is something that in some instances goes from those 300 questions that you might have been asked by your toddler to nearly zero by the time your kid is like 12 years old. And then like take that same look and fast forward it to now you're in a business environment 
And asking questions shows vulnerability, potentially produces risk. All the same reasons you didn't raise your hand when the teacher asked, do you have any questions, right? Like, nope, want to go to my next class. Like, anybody have any questions before we close this meeting? Nope, want to go get my coffee or lunch. And so it continues in the business environment. And so as I think about what we're talking about with customers is this idea of like, how do we instill business curiosity? Um, if we think about and kind of the formula we use is this idea of curiosity plus creativity as the path to innovation. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be creative if you're not curious, right? So right. like in one sense, it's almost like, all right, it starts with curiosity, but what does it lead to in regards to performance, engagement, and innovation? Like that's what we're going for in regards to results for an organization. Well, and what could curiosity lead to relative to loyalty? What could it lead to to creating friendships? got a dare I say relationships with people who do have the the heart and the mind to say I, I'm not sure and I would like to ask a question and am I being vulnerable in front of my peers before I because I raised my hand sure maybe in the old world but in a in the cultures that you're working on and trying to build within your organizations I'm assuming you bring in like you said earlier it's safe we want them to feel safe to ask questions and I've said on this show and, and many times in front of hundreds of people, one of the most difficult things a leader has to do is to raise their hand and say, I need help, which means I'm not sure what to do. Therefore, what should we do? He, he or she says to the group in front of him and, or her. And in that case, he is being curious or she is being curious as to what do we do next? So I'd, I'd like to dig more in or dig deeper into the how do you help your your clients or your the people that you're with develop a skill around it versus just inherently saying I I am curious and and how do you show them the value of being curious I guess that's probably a better question. Well, let me let me reinforce something that you said a minute ago, though, too, Greg, especially to your audience. When we look at curiosity and how it's been studied over, let's just call it the last 50 years, if you will, there have been many studies that prove out that those individuals who see themselves as more curious, right, because most of these tests are self-reports, but who see themselves as more curious actually do have, to your points, they have better social relationships. They actually, from a wellness and health and well-being, they see tremendous positive impacts for them from a social and personal benefit. So there's a whole host of those. What we hadn't seen until recently was how does curiosity impact us in business? Mm -hmm. So that's really where the learning comes in is how do we take some of the same things that we know are working well for us as individuals and social beings and then apply that into the business environment? So a couple of things that you've already kind of identified and alluded to, like one is like, how do we actually lead by example by raising our hands as a leader and saying like, let's talk about this. What are your ideas? What, you know, what I don't know today, how are you going to help me, right? How are you going to help the organization move forward? That's certainly one as far as like this idea of lead by example. Um, there's also from a coaching perspective, and again, with your background, as you think about servant leadership, there's always the kind of like, and what else? And so part of the way that we talk to and spend time with leaders is how do we get underneath what is kind of that surface answer? 
And so we start to talk about like, how do you understand what are the assumptions, the experiences and the beliefs that are supporting an individual's way of thinking. And quite honestly, like some of the best conversations are just even talking about curiosity. Do you, do you think curiosity is a trait or a skill? No one's ever asked me that question before. Like, right. let's talk about it. And then like people intuitively like get excited about it. And now instead of this, I don't know mentality, my organization has said, it's okay for me to be curious and ask a question versus I feel like I'm showing a vulnerability and don't know an answer. So like, that's, that's where we start. And then, you know, this well too, right? It's about how do you continue to perpetuate that inside of the organization and what are the places that we need to apply that critical thinking well you you said one of in my opinion one of the most powerful traits of a great leader is to lead by example being an example of vulnerability probably doesn't come to the heart or mind of of many leaders every day but i believe they the good ones the great ones, in fact, understand that leading by example and showing people that you're a human being first, instead of a boss or a manager or a supervisor, can go a long way. And I'd love to hear your two cents on how people show up when they are being vulnerable and curious versus the other way. And, and how do you help a person who sees the benefits of being vulnerable and curious, but just won't do it or can't do it? What do you say to them if they're listening? I think what happens for those individuals, and it's always fun, and I'm sure this happens to you too, Greg, when someone calls you and says, you know, I tried what you said, and you wouldn't believe what happened. Mm -hmm. And so in one sense, it's almost a little bit of a drug, right? Like you see it work, and you see someone else get to a result. Um, yeah. Are you familiar with, do you like, um, you know, Michael Bungay Stanier, mm -mm. the coaching habit? Uh, he talks about this idea of the advice monster. And I love that language because he basically says the advice monster not only takes away power from you, but it also takes power away from the individual yeah. in regards to making an assumption that they can't reach a better conclusion than you could ever offer. And so as I think about like opportunities to talk about what is good coaching, yeah. that's probably a place to spend time and no one's perfect, right? But can you spend more time staying curious just a little bit longer and see a result and benefit from it? Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. And so that that's probably where I would spend some time. And then, I mean, you kind of asked the question of, are there people who are uncoachable? I would say effort is what I'm always looking for. And so even if I was thinking about as a leader right now, and you're trying to get your teams to be more curious, like look at what effort you're getting back from some of those individuals. And I wouldn't dismiss like what's kind of been hardwired, if you will, in regards to, you know, in the past, when I showed myself as being curious, it opened me up and I was vulnerable and potentially I was punished for it in these ways. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you believe it's a behavior with with the uh, the ability for it to become a skill. And I'm encouraging anybody that listens to you or listening to this, uh, listen to what others are saying. And the only way you can listen to what others is saying is to ask a question and appear curious, even if you have to appear curious until you feel more comfortable being curious. and. And I'll just let you close us out on, on that note, Janet. And if you were talking to 
a hundred young leaders than have heard half of this or none of this, what would you tell the young leaders, the future leaders of our, our great companies and organizations in this country, what would you tell them about being curious? I probably would start with it's a choice. Mm. And if I think about those choices, those choices have consequences. And so as I think about this opportunity inside of an organization, right, if I kind of come back to like this idea of curiosity, well, if curiosity is a choice, potentially it's going to open up a new dialogue, one that you hadn't considered before. Okay. And this idea, right, of stay curious just a little bit longer is it's not, it's like you need to get that first kernel right, like that first inkling of an idea. And so as we start to think about like our opportunities, those individuals from a leadership perspective, maybe they don't know this, but like the quality of the relationship you have with the people that report to you is the number one predictor in regards to your effectiveness as a coach. So you, you've got to know those people, right? So you've got to be really curious about them, what makes them tick, their motivations, right? How they show up, how they want to learn, what they're looking for from you. Like that's the place to start. But the next predictor in regards to the most effective leaders is about their ability to be seen as innovative. Mm -hmm. And so if you're approaching similar problems the same way all the time, you inhibit your ability to be seen as innovative. And you said it earlier, Greg, in this idea of we all are social beings. Those individuals who make you feel heard are the people that you want to spend time with. Those are the people that you will give power to. And I mean, I'm sure you talk about this in all of your podcasts, right? Like being a leader isn't a title. It's about who's willing to follow you. Right. And so if you think about being willing to be followed, like, right, that, that takes a lot of work on your part. And it's not necessarily about you at all. It's about right. them. It's about them. I love that phrase. And I'm going to write it down for everyone that's listening is stay curious just a little bit longer. Because you never know what will happen with and to or for the person in front of you. Again, leaders, I've been saying this for years. It's not about you. It starts with you. So please stay curious, stay engaged with the person in front of you and try and find out more about them than just the facts. And then the second piece I heard you say is that great leaders uh, want to be seen or should be seen as innovative. So leaders, what are you doing to change? What are you doing to accept risk in your organizations? And tell us how we can get a hold of you, Janet, and, and what kind of clients are you looking for? Oh, thanks so much for that, Greg. And I really do appreciate the wrap up, right? Like as we start to think about this opportunity is always a choice and how do you ask better questions? So remember those how and what questions, right? Those are the important ones that are going to activate versus the are you, have you, do you. Uh, most of my customers today, Greg, sit in a commercial space. Um, a lot of them are looking at how do we continue to grow the business? Uh, so as I think about opportunities, you can always find me um, at my website is inquizo.com, I-N-Q-U-I-Z-O.com. And then also like easy enough at janet.inquizo.com or even my mobile number, 215-518-2425. I'd be happy to share some of the results we've seen in regards to proving out the tie of curiosity to performance inside of organizations and what it's been able to drive for them for results. Beautiful. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I, I love your heart around a beautiful topic. And um, for now, thank you. Uh, it's been an honor to sit in front of you and, and share a topic that is so fun. And it's, it's simple. It's just be curious and be curious a, a little bit longer. So again, thank you, 
Janet Gerhard, appreciate it. Thank you, Craig. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership, again, saying thank you for joining us. You've just heard from a wonderful person who encourages you to stay curious and stay curious a little bit longer. Again, thank you for being with us. Have a great day and God bless. Thank you.